And for those of you that don't know, I'm sure most of our listeners do, Positano is the really famous looking town. It's the one you always see in the reels on Instagram with the stupid song that's like... (laughs) (laughs) And the girls (laughs) in the flowing dresses. (laughs) You can't see my face, but I'm making... Yeah, they're making the duck faces. I'm doing duck face. Hey everyone, welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And you can check out our A-Grade bonus content by hopping on over to patreon.com slash A-Grade podcast for behind the scenes pictures, videos, and a full report card of every place we've ever visited and reviewed. So Again, just hop on over to patreon.com slash A-grade podcast. Become an A-grader yourself for all of that awesome A-grade bonus content. My name, of course, is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by... <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. You like my intro, don't you? Yeah, I really did. You were so enthusiastic. I felt like you were introducing me in a game show. And welcome, <laughs> Jackie. Let's yes. get ready to A-grade. That's pretty good. I think that's got to go in the rotation of intros. Yeah, no, that's the only time that's ever going to happen. And I'm probably going to edit it out. So <laughs> You better not. Anyways, uh, welcome. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're a first time listener, uh, this is what you've gotten yourself into. If you're a returning listener, you must be demented because you're back for more. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so we are on part four. Yeah, this is it. Part four. Italy vacation exploration recap series so we did uh four episodes essentially florence rome sorrento and now we are finishing up with the last leg of our trip that we did last month which was on the almafi coast so we gave grades for our experiences in all of those cities again florence rome and sorrento you can go back the last few episodes and listen to those we have some really great reviews but travel advice in general and of course our overall grades for each experience in those cities but the last episode that we're doing, not to belabor the series in this four-part set, is, of course, the Almafi Coast because we were at multiple places. So that's the plan. Yes. And just a little overview. First, we'll do a recap of the different things that we did while we were at or on the Almafi Coast. It's like Long Island. Are we in Long Island? Or on or it? On Long Island or... Yeah. yeah, we were there. <laughs> we were there. That's true. We were there. And when we do our recap, this time is going to be kind of split into two parts because we did stay in two different cities. The first one was Priano, which is a very small city, a quiet city on the Almafi yeah. coast. And then we spent the second half of the week in Positano, which is a very famous and maybe the most famous city on the Almafi coast. So we got two very different experiences. So we're going to kind of recap both of those, and then we'll go into our grades for atmosphere and ambiance, service, food, and drinks for our city experience. Well, for our overall experience for the Amalfi region, I guess, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, You want to get into it? Yeah. I think we shouldn't even waste any time. Let's get right into it. All right. What do you got? How did we get to the Amalfi Coast? So if you've been following our travel so far, we went all the way from Rome and we made it to Sorrento. Right. From Sorrento, you then have to pretty much the only way you can get there (laughs) is to take a bus. Uh, Technically, you could take the ferry. Technically, you could. But most people take the bus. I think it's probably 
the most popular way to travel around the Almafi coast. Yeah, there was no train option. No train option. Yeah. And this was interesting, and, it, and I feel like it is important to bring this up right off the bat. For me, it was kind of like torture to get from Sorrento to the Almafi coast. Yeah, I think that was one of the roughest legs of travel that we've done. And it really was sort of the slap of reality that you get with, when traveling. And you sort of have that experience of, well, this is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you see Positano and the Almafi Coast on all the Instagram reels. You see it. Everyone's posting their sweeping dresses and the sweeping views. Nobody's posting what the bus station in Sorrento looks like when people are fighting to get a seat on the bus. Oh, I forgot about that. In 100 degree weather. And it you have to go on one line to buy your tickets for us, another line to buy your tickets for your bags, and then you have to fight to get onto the bus. Yeah, that was intense. It was really intense, and it was... And nobody... There's really very little direction and a lot of confusion. This was sort of the first experience where I understood that nobody agrees what a line is in Italy. Yes. Whereas in America, and it's one of the things that I actually like better about America, people are actually pretty respectful about, okay, the line's formed. That's clearly the beginning of line, get in line and wait. There, it's sort of people just decide, no, we're deciding that the line starts there. And nobody knows, again, where the ticket office tickets are. Oh, there's a separate line to get tickets for your bags. We were talking to people, this other couple from Toronto, and they were sort of saying the same thing, that they had no idea what the hell was going on. And it got to the point where once we got on the bus, because we happened to be at the beginning of the actual line, because I'm an American and I decide what the, where the line <laughs> is, of course. And But we were actually where the bus drivers also said the line was. And people were trying to elbow their way on. And one of the bus drivers was basically pulling them off yes. the bus because they were cutting the line. And it was one of the first times where we almost saw a near riot of people trying to get on a packed bus in a hundred degree heat with no air conditioning an hour and a half two hours and we thought oh god this is bad <laughs> yeah and it kind of also reminded me of when last summer we went to glacier national park in the sense that the infrastructure is not really equipped to support the amount of people that are coming to this part of the world. That's a great play. Uh, that's a great way to put it because that's sort of a really interesting parallel because those are two totally different yes. places in a lot of ways. But the tourist attraction of it leads to this chaos because the, you're right. The infrastructure just isn't there. It was never meant to be there. It's it like out. imagine like the a, a million people and the only public transportation is buses because there really aren't a lot of cars and things like that. There also the aren't a lot of coast. streets or. There's no. not even a lot of street space for the cars to be on. In no. fact, that was one of the issues with taking the bus was the fact that, I mean, they drive like crazy in Italy anyways, which I had heard before we got there, but I didn't really understand it till we were there because we're from New York. So I was thinking, yeah, you know, we drive crazy in New York, not a problem. No, they drive. If we drive crazy in New York, they drive fundamentally psychotic in Italy because they use one lane roads as two lane for two lane traffic. With it's in giant it's buses. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of like, like rear view mirrors I saw missing. Yeah. People flying around on scooters. I mean, whatever. So that is all of this to say that it is a reality of all of the beautiful final product that you see on Instagram of the influencers with the music and the, the reels, it's uh, not such a sunny story getting there. No, and I think the reason I'm kind of harping on this to begin is that 
it does impact my atmosphere and ambiance because it is a big struggle to get there. And remember, we're coming from Sorrento. We're not coming from Naples or Rome, which is where most people would be coming from. So the day would have been even longer. Yeah. So we got on the bus and the bus takes about an hour and a half, two hours to get from Sorrento to Priano, where we were getting off. Priano is a city that is in between the city of Almafi, which is kind of the end of the Almafi coast, and Positano. So it's a really quiet city in the middle. There's not that much attraction there as far as restaurants and shops and tourist things. It's more of a local town. So that was really interesting to kind of start our trip there. Yeah, I was really interested and glad that we went there for that reason, because all of the other places we went to, even Sorrento, which is maybe a lesser trafficked tourist attraction, it's still a tourist town. It was still full of tourists, just not to the insane extent of maybe Rome or Florence or something like that. But Priano is very much, I mean, there were definitely people there who were tourists as well, but way less sort of of a hype scene because I think just the layout of the city, and when I say city, it's a it's a town, essentially. A town, not right. Not a, a tiny town, but somewhere in between but it's crazy because it's on a cliffside the the town is actually on a cliffside so it's a bunch of like switchback roads and that sort of thing and narrow passes and it's all up and down elevation and mo- a lot of the streets are pedestrian only streets where you're walking up steps vertically yeah, which is and then cool. you're going down no matter where you are in priano there is an insane view of the mediterranean well that was w- what was funny about coming in on the bus because that was probably the worst bus ride of my life and you pointed this out how I never get car sick. I don't think you've ever seen me car sick once. And I was about to throw up on that bus because it was, as we said, 100 degrees. There was no air conditioning. It was packed. It was confusing. Nobody knew where the bus stops were. There really weren't any. And if you ask the bus driver if you could get off somewhere, he's like, maybe. Right. Yeah, he would say maybe. It was really stressful. (laughs) Really stressful. And... And the turns, it's so it's such a weird juxtaposition because you're seeing these ama- some stunning views, some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen in my life with these cliffside towns as we're going along. But you feel as if you're in Willy Wonka or something going down the Chocolate River, swerving left and right. So I was pretty nauseous <laughs> yeah. by the end of it. And I was so glad we got off when we did. But it was very much just chaos, utter, utter chaos. And unfortunately, when we did get off, we when we got to our Airbnb, I guess this happens sometimes in the extreme heat, but both the electric and the water was out in the oh, town. That's right. Yeah. If you remember, which At least I guess our, happens our part of the town. Yeah. Yes. In this extreme heat. And yeah. Again, our first kind of experience of Priano was that, for me at least, was how beautiful and sweeping all the views were. Wherever you are, you have water yeah. views. It's really, really gorgeous. Yeah. But it's all the more insane to be walking up and down those steps. Not so much in the sun and the heat, but the humidity. Because you walk outside and you try climbing up and down those steps and it just saps you of any life force that you may have. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the whole time that we were there. So I think more than any other place, we've talked about this in the previous few episodes, but I think this Almafi coast experience the most, the heat really, the summer depth of the heat really affected my experience the most. I feel as if we went in the winter or just a cooler weather time of year, I would have had, I mean, I still had a great time, but I would have had a much more relaxing time in that sense uh, with that factor sort of um, 
what would you call it, sort of mitigated a, a little bit. Yeah, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I won't talk about it later, but there was one day that I tried to do a really famous hike called Path of the Gods. Yeah, and I... And- <laughs> It goes... And what did I say to you? Arrivederci. Yeah. You, he stayed at the Airbnb in the AC and relaxed. I, I said, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, you made the right choice. I am a pretty active person, a pretty avid hiker. But when I got up to the cliffs, they you go all the way up, up like a thousand steps. And you, you walk a trail that is up on top of the cliffs with views of everything. You can see Positano. You can see Almafi. You can see the the Mediterranean. It is gorgeous. But it was so hot on that trail. I only made it about a quarter mile before I yeah. said, this is unsafe. And yeah. I started feeling really nauseous. Not because of my, not because of the steps, not because of my fitness level, because of the heat. It yeah. was so hot up there with no shade that I almost couldn't even enjoy the scenery and I had to turn around and come back to the Airbnb. It's almost one of those. It it was one of those types of hot experiences that I literally couldn't drink fluids fast enough. Yeah. I felt as if there were times, especially there, where my stomach wasn't even if I was just chugging water the whole time, I would sweat it out faster than I could take it in. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Yeah. Especially because, again, it's not as if you're just sitting outside or you're walking on flat pavement. You're going up and down, up and down the whole time. I guess the people there are much more used to it. But yeah. and, and we got a little better acclimated, I think, to the, the stepping as we By went By the on. time we got to Positano. But man, yeah. I, it's such a factor. I mean, if, if we went back there, that's definitely a huge, I think, consideration in our mind. What time of year we go and where we go on the Amalfi Coast trying to deal with that factor. Yeah. And so I'll kind of go through some of the things we did quickly. But the first night that we were there, we did actually have really good meals in Priano. Yeah, the definitely. The first night that we were there, we went to a place called La Maressa. It sat pretty high up in the cliffs and it had this gorgeous balcony where all the tables are and you eat outside. And again, you have breathtaking views of this of the sun setting. Now, the sun doesn't actually set on this side of the peninsula. Yeah, it kind of goes behind the cliffs. Yeah, which is why Sorrento was so cool because you got to see the sunset over the water. Mm -hmm. But here where we had dinner each night, we did get to see, the, you still get the remnants of the sunset where the yeah. w- the sky looks purple and blue and the water yeah. and the sailboats on the water. It's like a painting or a puzzle yeah. sitting and eating there. I mean, the views are truly spectacular. So I just wanted to give La Maressa a shout out. We had a really good meal there. That was where we had that really good uh, tiramisu, right? Yes. Well, that could be a lot of places and in Italy. Yes. But I remember there in particular, it was really good. It was really good. And the next night, I'm going to jump around a little. We had dinner at another restaurant that was really good. Oh, that was the um, one that... Restaurante Il Pano. Yeah, that was the one that also had the crazy water view. Yeah, I guess that's another everywhere crazy there. water yeah. view. So right. I give a shout out to those two really good restaurants. Mm-hmm. So our first... Priana was kind of relaxing. We didn't do a whole lot. But one thing we did do that I thought was cool was we took a walk down to their most popular or famous beach, which is called the Lido One Fire Beach. And it's small. It's small. Yeah. You can get umbrellas like we did in Sorrento, but it's much smaller. It's all cliffs. There's no sand here on this beach. Well, there's there's basically a little patch with rocks. Yes. And a boat landing and then umbrellas just out on concrete because, yeah, they're... 
you're lucky you get that with the cliffs that there's any amount of cove there and there was another beach on the other end of town that we didn't make it to so they're kind of scattered about among the cliffs but all of them are very small i i would say all of them in summer you probably want to get to early because by the time we we got to ours early and yeah. by the time we left it was you know there wasn't really much standing room or let alone sitting room so beautiful beach and beautiful water though it was totally worth it but how many probably thousands of steps did we have to go down right. and up to get there so that was the other problem too is you have to go down thousands of steps to get to the beach in priano and it is in the back of your mind the the whole time you're there that you have to go back up when it's over <laughs> i mean i it, so honestly, it almost like makes you want to like all right let's just go get this hike that we have to do it, it almost <laughs> isn't even worth it where yeah. as opposed to positano we'll talk about later but yeah. the beaches there to me were a hundred times better because our hotel was on the beach in Positano. In Positano. So yeah. it was such a better experience for right. me than yeah. the beach in Priano. Well, there was a bus, I think, to the other beach, but good luck figuring out that bus system. It's so because confusing. There's regional buses, which I think was the one that we took to Priano. But then there's also the local bus that takes you essentially around Priano, I think, or between Positano and Priano. There's different levels of busing. And we figured out the one to get us to Positano when we left Priano, but we didn't. We never figured out the one within Priano. We were just like, we might be standing around for all day, all day, and never finally get it. There is a system, but it's very complex and convoluted in many ways. Yeah, and I think the Priano, we kind of used this part of the trip, these like three days, as an opportunity to rest. Well, we tried, and we then tried. the steps came in. And then we had another problem that I feel like has to be brought up because this was a really big experience when we were there. But unfortunately, we picked an Airbnb that 100% definitely had some sort of a mold problem. Oh, big time mold problem. Because by basically, uh, how many days were we there? Three nights, I think. Three nights. Because I think by the, the third one, we were sort of, I said, I was like, we got to leave after this. And we did. We left we, a we little getting, bit early. We were getting allergies basically from the mold. And it was definitely mold because one of the pillows just straight up had mold on it. And, and in the air conditioning, and in the air there conditioning, was mold. You could see it, which seems to be a problem there because I noticed it at the hotel too a little bit. But here it was to the point by the last day and night, we had to have the windows open. And I even tried sleeping outside. Because it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. It, we were really... And we had no other options. We were like, where the hell are we supposed to go? So I'll, I'll talk about that in, in a moment, though. But uh, Yeah. So I think that kind of sums up our Priano experience. Okay. So then I'll talk about and, it now. Yeah. So talk about it now. <laughs> well, so it was... And, and again, not to belittle the city of, of or town of Priano, because I thought it was an awesome little town. And it was really cool to get to see... A, a smaller slice of Italian sort of life among these larger scale uh, places that we were at, right? Even Positano is much more touristy and happening. But what was cool to me about uh, Priano too was that on our balcony, you could see a lot of the town below. And one of the things I really loved was that you could see multiple piazzas. And that was sort of a big distinction that I learned between Italy and America. Whereas in America, and it's something I really hate about America, honestly. There's such an encouragement, well, a discouragement for people to hang out. It's just called loitering, right? And in particular, kids, you got to be home after this time. You, you can't be out. You can't be hanging out. 
you know, go go to your parents' basement and do your heroin. And then we wonder why kids have these problems. Because <laughs> right. what, what options are they left what, with? What you, else are you going to do? You're not allowed to play outside. You're not, you have to be home by this time. It's, uh, and you need a car to go to the soccer field. And it's, you, it, you go, yeah, exactly. So totally different in Italy. And Priano really summed that up for me because there were kids playing soccer in the piazza at like 1 a.m. By themselves. There were no parents there, grandparents. Well, there were other people. There were uh, what was cool was that you would see maybe a guy in a wheelchair and a guy with a cane talking, and then kids playing soccer, and then some maybe parents of somebody else doing yeah. whatever. People just hanging out and talking, and uh, there were a, a, there was a concert one night. There was a jazz concert that we watched from our balcony where someone was playing piano. Yeah, somebody was playing violin. I think. Uh, there was another night where there was kind of this group circle. I, I think they were doing poetry or something. Just really cool stuff that they seem to do that you don't really, you see here sometimes in events, but it's very regimented. It's well, it's until nine o'clock and then again, go home and whatever. So it I almost didn't feel like real life. Like it was yeah. something out of a movie. It was cool. <laughs> it I, was cool. Well, so I really liked that. The mold, not so much. And the mosquitoes, uh, not so much. This the was the first were bad. time that yeah. I had a serious problem with mosquitoes and really the only town that I did in our in our entire trip. I, yeah. I, we couldn't even go outside. Yeah. And they were dusk. always trying to get inside. It's like they knew that we were yeah. inside. So you, if you had the door open for a second, you just see Atlanta mm, <laughs> Center. Yeah. So between the mold and the mosquitoes, I was so happy to get on a local bus yeah and get to Positano and the local bus was funny because that bus was definitely a lot better but it was still crazy because it wasn't nearly as crowded thank god but at one point the guy just opened the bus door while he was driving and we kind of Jackie and I looked at each other thinking what in the world is this guy doing and then I told you I I, I realized I think he opened the door for a cross breeze for a crosswind because there's no <laughs> AC. So and you and you and you said that makes a lot of sense because that's so something that an Italian bus driver would think to do. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no other reason to do it. And which is insane on those swervy roads, but luckily we were in the back, whatever. Yeah. We got to Positano alive. That's what matters. And for those of you that don't know, I'm sure most of our listeners do, Positano is the really famous looking town. It's the one you always see in the reels on Instagram with the stupid song that's like... <laughs> <laughs> and the girls in the flowing dresses. <laughs> you can't see my face, but I'm making... Yeah, they're making the duck faces. I'm doing duck face. <laughs> Duckfish. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it is kind of as beautiful in person as it is in the pictures. Yeah. It's the colorful houses that are nestled in in this cliff. Yeah. And luckily, I think you killed it with getting our hotel. I'll give a shout out to the hotel. Give a shout out to me, like you just you. did, because that might have been our best. I, I'm going to submit that that was our best travel audible ever. Yes. Because. We were scheduled originally to finish the trip in Priano at and do day trips all over the Amalfi Coast and stay at Moldy Airbnb. Oh. And I don't know, maybe we a, wouldn't have made it. Maybe no, we would have had to have le le left yeah. for sure. I don't know if any of our listeners have had experience like that. Where like I've always had good experiences with Airbnbs, but this was a really rough one. Yeah, and I mean, you can't predict it. We yeah, it was our only bad ex um, ex but, accommodation experience. But maybe two months before, maybe just two. Maybe three months three before months. we left, whenever it was a few months before we left, we were going through the itinerary and I said, 
I was kind of worried because I remember seeing all the cliffs and I'm, we're both big beach people, but I'm huge beach people. I will live on the beach. You're big beach. I'm big beach. <laughs> I don't support big most things. Well, I don't support big beach. No, you don't support big beach. I, I'll get into that in a moment when we talk about Positano, but um, I love the beach and I was worried because I saw all these cliffs and these really small beaches. And I remember saying, what if we don't have beach access? We can't get to the beach. I need to go to Italian beaches. And you told me to calm down and stop drinking so much espresso and I found this hotel in Positano. Popetto. Hotel Pupetto. And it was right on the water. And I said, Jackie, let's just finish up on the beach directly at this hotel. And luckily, you are wise enough to see how wise I am. And you said... I can't tell if you just complimented me or yourself. I think I also insulted you. I don't know so, if that was an insult or a compliment. It's, it's, it's both. It's both. Uh, just just trust me. Okay. Um, and we luckily booked it for the last uh, two days, three days. No, we had more time. I think we were Monday to Thursday there. Yeah. We, we had a... Yeah, I, I we, wish we even had more time. Well, and once we were there, we said, oh, man, we should have just... I mean, I still would have liked to have stayed maybe a night or a day in Priano, but you don't know these things. We had no idea what these cities were really like. You either have to experience them or listen to our podcast all the time because you get these insights. Can I give a recommendation right now? Yes. I would recommend that if you're going to the Almafi Coast, spend the extra money, stay in Positano because it yeah. has it's a great hub for transportation. I kind of yeah. wish we would have done that and did a day trip to Almafi or Priano. Right. Took the bus, took yeah. the ferry and stayed on the beach, which I recommend. Yeah. Stayed down on the beach in Positano. Yeah. Rent a beach chair, go up into town every night for dinner like we did and take day trips to the different towns on the Almafi coast. Yeah, what well, was... Re oh, go ahead. I read a lot of reviews that were like, Positano's expensive. It's, it was the most expensive city that we were in. The food. By far. We finally would go out to eat and say, oh, my God, it's New York prices. We finally found it in yeah. Italy because most of the restaurants for the quality that they offer in Italy, especially places like Rome, Florence even, are maybe half price what they would be back here in New yeah. York. Positano was the first place where we saw the menu and said, oh, my God, these are New York prices. This is about right, yeah. unfortunately. It just makes sense for the convenience. I mean, if you're looking for an off the beaten path, like quiet experience, stay in. You could stay in Priano. But really, right. everything you need is in Positano, including yeah. sand beaches. So that's the other thing, because the hotel that we stayed at, Hotel Pupetto, um, that was interesting in the sense that i think it was a three-star hotel mm -hmm. and there were five-star hotels down by the main marina i'm gonna call it marina grande because that just sounds like what every big marina <laughs> should be called it is what every big marina yeah is i feel like every big marina is called marina grande in italy so marina grande is like where the ferries come in and it's also where i saw a lot of five-star hotels but i liked ours way better because it was kind of around the bend in this much more secluded private area and those hotels have beach access, but everybody also has beach access there. So people come down from the main town, they get off the ferry, and they will get beach chairs. And it's huge. It's a much bigger beach, but it feels like big beach. Like I said, I don't support big beach. Very crowded. And it's rows. It's It looks like an army of beach chairs in, in ranks with rows. And it's just very... Uh, that's kind of blah to me. I mean, Pupetto had, I think, three rows of chairs which was probably, I don't know, seemingly maybe 10 times less than that other bigger beach. But I liked it for that reason. It felt a lot more exclusive for that reason. And honestly, swimming 
in the water at the beach in Positano was the best water that we swam in, I think, of the trip. Oh, yeah. That Mediterranean where you literally can put your arms and your legs out and float. Yeah. It was insane. And it was so hot out that you spend just hours in the water. Yeah. And there's no waves. There's not a, a lot of it was people. so nice. You can swim around the rocks. Yep. Joe got go- goggles. Yep. So that we could look at the fish under. Yeah. We jumped off of rocks into the water. Yep. It was just such a great experience that we actually spent every single day we were there. We did the exact same thing. We spent the day on the beach. Yep. On our chairs, it's like fifty dollars for the day. You get well, service. I think it was twenty five per 20, chair. Twenty five yeah. per chair, and you get people come over, waiters, and they take your drink orders, your food orders. Both days, we ate French fries that were great on the beach. French fries, burgers, and beers, baby. It was amazing. just like back in America, y'all. Yes, it was so relaxing. And then we spent every night going up into town, mm-hmm. where you climb up. Not that bad of a climb, though. It's way more gradual yeah, in it, Positano than Priano. Yeah. So we would spend nights going to restaurants up in town, and we found a lot of really great restaurants that overlook the the water and the town. Yeah. I know I'm babbling, but the last cool thing about Positano in the summer is that the sun sets behind the cliffs very early at like 5 p.m. So... It's awesome because when you're heading out to dinner, it's still light out, but the sun isn't pounding. Right. It's not directly on you. That's a great so point. So it's so much yeah. cooler. Yeah. So for the dead of summer, it's a, really, is located. it's a really cool place to be. That's a really good point. You're still warm, but yeah. you're out of the sun. And so for me, when I look back, those days in Positano were really beautiful to me. Days mm-hmm. on the beach, nights up in town, having dinner. Yeah. Speaking of our dinners, you know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. So the first night, let's 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 start with the first dinner we had. Well, the first night we ate at the hotel restaurant, which was uh, whatever, it was fine. The second night, we walked up to a street side place, which was really cool. They have there's not much street space, but where they have it, they put out tables whatever. And that was pretty good. It was called Gillo Bistro. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. good. Yeah. I had great pasta. Yeah. Yeah, it was all really good. And then the, the next night, you found another place and you said, well, it's a little bit up further up like the next tier of Cliff, whatever. But we had done the last one. So at this point, we're Cliff Masters. Restaurant so. Adam and Eve. Restaurante Adam and Eve? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so that was a really nice restaurant. It was probably the fanciest restaurant we went to. Yeah. Because it was in a hotel, five-star <laughs> hotel, I think. Yes. Actually. I felt slightly out of place. I wasn't planning to be that fancy. She fell out of place when we got there. Yes. <laughs> and you have to take the elevator up and you walk in and they seated us in the receptions, actually. It was really cool. Maybe they're like, you poor people. You go in the poor people section. I think section. that's what happened. I, I do think that. I think they put us. Like, you're an American. You go yeah, in the poor I, people section. But we got the nice view. Great view. Yeah. And it was the section that we were in had maybe five tables in it. And we were in the corner table by the, the basically cliffside. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous view. And then there were stairs going up to another section. And there was another section on another side. Whatever. So how'd your meal go? Well, my meal was great. We were having a conversation with some Americans that were sitting next to us. Yes, at the table next to us. When all of a sudden. When all of a sudden. Well, I want to hear how you tell the story. <laughs> all of a sudden. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. We're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. And I impulsively, without thinking, 
scream, oh my God, that's Brett Gardner that just walked in. And I'm looking at her thinking, why is she talking about Brett Gardner? For anybody who doesn't know, (laughs) Brett Gardner was on the New York Yankees for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years for a long time. And he just retired, I think, last year. So I'm thinking, what is she talking about? And I screamed. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's Brett Gardner. Yes. And lo and behold, I turn around and coming or standing in that entryway (laughs) is Brett Gardner. (laughs) With his wife. (laughs) And I'm looking at him thinking, wow, I know Jackie's crazy, but that's actually Brett Gardner. (laughs) But then he sort of looks like. He looked at me. completely turned his body and his head. He totally heard me. No, the look on his face was more a look of, I thought I went far enough away. dumb girl. I thought I escaped. And then you hear, look, everyone, it's Brett Gardner. I screamed. (laughs) And so he scurried upstairs. He scurried. (laughs) That's the right way to put it. He didn't want nothing to do with us. And the whole time you're freaking out. You're saying, I have to go say hi to him. I have to go. I embarrass myself. I need to just say, I grew up watching the Yankees. You're... Then I start. No, and no, then no, I say, I can't. and then I say, <laughs> and then I say, Jackie, you can't go upstairs to another part of the, the restaurant to the rich people, to the rich session. people, the actual rich people, because this guy's got like tens of millions of dollars. Oh like. my god! So I'm, I'm, I tell Jackie, you can't run up to the upstairs section and harass this man more. <laughs> and while he's having a nice fancy dinner with his wife, that's very uncouth. And you say, well, it's not a big deal. It's not like he's a big star like Derek Jeter. And I say, you also need to stop screaming that. <laughs> Within earshot of where he's sitting right above us. So we probably heard that. <laughs> um, the entire time we were eating then, you and the people at the table next to us kept on saying, there he is. Yeah. So that I would look and get all startled. Yeah. And, and I also did that the rest of the trip. The, hey, look, it's look, Brett Gardner. It's, it's Brett Gardner. Gardner. It was really him. He actually. It was definitely, it was definitely him. It was 100% him. actually finished his meal before we did. And yeah. again, scurried down the stairs to not have me acknowledge him or look yeah. at him. Well, you know how many crazy fans he's probably <laughs> dealt with over there? Like, he was still, I, I mean, you say that he's not as big of a star as Derek But Jeter. he's still a star. I, he has a World Series ring. He's He was still a legit part of the team for many years. I was actually He's really, a good player, too. I was really happy to see him. I know that it probably wasn't the appropriate place. It was a fancy restaurant for me to scream, but it was impulsive because I well, am it was a so fan. Ran- and it was so random. And it was so random. Yeah. You could have never, if I had to ask you before we got to that restaurant, guess who? what famous person is going to walk in this restaurant? I don't think you would have ever guessed that. And this is a town where famous people go. So I could well, see it was funny us running into celebrities. I remember you telling me that, that this is a big celebrity town. And I was thinking, uh, sure, there's lots of famous celebrity towns in italy and then when we saw him i I thought oh shit she's right there's famous people here that's wild and i was really mad too because i was like if it was a bar setting or even a beach setting or something Mm -hmm. i probably could have appropriately went up to him just shook his hand maybe got an autograph maybe got a picture for like (laughs) but also think about it my dad and your dad who don't listen to this podcast no they don't they're too busy watching brett gardner (laughs) are big yankees fans so i think it would have been a really cool thing to get a brett gardner autograph for our dads or you know it's a it is an important person to us where it might not be to other people. Right? Yeah, it's it's more so just funny for me to 
uh, bother you about it. It was extremely embarrassing. It was really embarrassing, especially because he heard me. I screamed. The whole restaurant heard me. (laughs) He ran away. But Brett Gardner, if you're listening... We love you. Come on the podcast. And right? I hope you had a good trip to Positano with Hit your us wife. Up. They, he did look very sunburned too. They were very Him sunburned. Him and his wife were burnt. <laughs> yeah, they were sunburned. They were definitely beach chilling. By that point, we were had the sun under control, but they, they were burnt. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely beach chilling hard for yeah. sure. So it was, a, it was actually a really good memory. And that was our last night of our time in Positano. Last night of basically the vacation part of the trip, because from there... We got up early and do we need to relive this travel day? The reason I don't think we do is because we <laughs> talked about it on our Florence episode because we were yeah. still jet lagged. It was a really long two travel days. So we did decide, I think we were in Sorrento. By the time we got to Sorrento, maybe a week and a half earlier to almost two weeks earlier, we looked at each other and said, wait a minute, we scheduled to fly back the same day that we leave Positano. And just based on our Italy traveling experience by that point, even before the horrors of the bus cliffside buses of the Amalfi Coast, I said, it ain't happening. There's no way that we're getting from Positano to the Rome airport and then getting on a plane and then getting to New Jersey and then having to go home in New York. It's going to take that's going to be a 30 something hour day, realistically. And lo and behold, luckily, we were able to just change our flight. Uh, to the following day and we for free yeah for free and we got a hotel at the rome airport because i think we calculated from the time we left the hotel till the time we got to the hotel room in rome airport because there was uh, there's hotels at the airport there it took about eight hours of travel time and i think this is a really big takeaway for me to the about the Amalfi coast is that i would not recommend going there if you only have like a week in italy because mm. it is hard to get to Positano. Yeah, we legit it, needed two travel days. It to is do not it. easy to get there. Even yeah. if we were going to Naples, it's going to take you about, which is another big airport. Right. It's going to take you about five hours. Okay, I have to, to get to Naples. I have to recap it because you're you're triggering me by re- making me re- rethink Just these say memories like already. Each step we had to take. Okay, so we leave the hotel. You have to walk to the ferry. Which it's is hot. it's hot as hell. You're still going up and down some steps. So by, by the time we get to the ferry dock, it's a million degrees and we're just drenched in sweat, right? I then, was drenched. My shirt was soaked through. Yeah. It, and I still have seven hours of travel well, in front of me. So I think of travel now in units of things. Is it a thing? Yes. Right? So getting to the ferry was just a thing. That was one thing of travel. And then you're waiting in the beating sun and none of these ferries are labeled correctly. They have the boards like at old baseball games, you know, where they slide the numbers and team names in. That's what they put on the ferry. And there's a random Italian guy going, Capri, Capri. Yeah. So the ferry that we were supposed to take to Naples was actually turned out because we bought tickets to go to Naples, but they decided, no, this is ferry to Capri. You stay on and it goes from Capri to Naples. And it's kind of on the way, Capri, but also... Why the fuck are we going to Capri? <laughs> I didn't buy a ticket to go to Capri. And if you listened to last week's episode, I hate Capri. <laughs> well, that's true. I, I like I like Capri, but I didn't want to go back, not when I'm on a travel day. So we said, whatever, I guess we got to take it. Let's do it. So we get on the ferry. And this is apparently all ferries are express ferries in Italy because this thing was booking it like, I don't know, 50 miles per hour. I mean, we were hydroplaning, it felt like, on a big ferry. And... 
whatever, we get to Capri and all of a sudden everybody gets off and this Italian guy comes down and starts saying, new transfer, new transfer. You go down to end of uh, Marina and we're like, that what? wasn't the plan. I also took Dramamine. So I was literally <laughs> drugged while all of this was happening. And he's telling so us. So drowsy because I was he's so telling sick. Us, he's telling us, hurry, hurry. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then so we have to get a, or grab our luggage Ugh. and we have all our travel luggage. We have to grab it, run across this huge marina in a sea of maybe 10 trillion people in the sun again, get to this other boat that we found. It was number 21 or they something. They let us in this cut huge the marina. line. And we're trying to cut the line without people killing us because we're cutting the line because they're telling us to cut the we, line and we have transfer tickets because we're like, that's our boat. People who are trying to get on are just people, day trippers who Waiting are trying to get line on again. to get to Naples. And we already had the tickets. So we're waving the tickets like in the scenes in the movies where you're trying to escape them and you have the one ticket at the train station or whatever. And I'm drenched in sweat again. Yeah. We're trying to escape with everything, trying not to get knocked over. It's chaos. Luckily, we get on. It's all good. We keep hydroplane our way hi- to hydroplane Naples. our way to Naples. <laughs> Whatever. We get to Naples, and that's another chaotic thing. So we get off the ferry, and we find the taxi line, which was the probably I would say epitome of Italians not agreeing on what a line is. Literally, people screaming at multiple ends of multiple lines in this one area of basically a wraparound, I guess, um, circle, driving circle or whatever. Just everybody screaming about where the line begins and ends. And luckily, this one cab driver, I think because he saw that we were not screaming because we're stupid American tourists and he thought, I can rip off those guys. And he did rip us off. Well, he did. Yeah. But you know what? I'll tell you why I don't. I'm home. Yeah, I'll tell you why I don't care. So he packs us in with I don't know, maybe five or no, probably seven or eight people. Italian women. Italian. Well, there. So there was, and this was another funny experience seeing Italians because I said this on an earlier episode. How the difference between New Yorkers and Italians is that New Yorkers seem to always be at a high simmer, ready to boil. Italians seem to be at a low, cool room temperature, and then they jump up to boil, and then they're back down to room temperature. And that happened when he basically, the cab driver, went to the front uh, passenger seat and moved the guys their bag over and was like, you move, you move, because he was trying to squeeze in more people. And the guy's yelling at him, I think, don't touch my bag. And they're yelling, going back and forth. And then they get in and they're just laughing and patting each other on the back. And I'm thinking, this is this is madness. Anyways, by that point in the trip as well, we had sort of picked up enough Italian where between the two of us, we translated that. Uh, Italian, the ladies in the back, ladies in the back, had three minutes. Uh, yeah, to make minuti. their train, and you have to go from the port of Naples to the train station of Naples, which is about four miles. And it's about a fifteen-minute cab ride, I think, because there's a lot of traffic. Picture New York City streets. They needed to get there in three minutes, and gosh darn it, they did. We got there in three minutes. I put my head down, closed my eyes, and just took deep breaths the whole ride. So I've been in a lot of crazy cabs in my life. In New York, throughout the country, I have never been in a cab ride as nearly as insane as that. Because you said when we got on the train to Naples, I think that guy wasn't in the right lane the entire time. And I said, no, I, I kept track. It was about 60-40. He 60% was, he, of the time, he was, he was in driving the ro- into oncoming traffic yeah. in the wrong lane. To get out of the ferry area, there were like five lanes of cars going out. He cut them all off went into the oncoming in lanes, honked at them, yelled at them, and then swerved around to the front. Yeah. Amazing. So he's weaving, somehow not running over any pedestrian feet either. 
it was just madness. When we got- and they're yelling in the back too. The, oh. everybody's just yelling. I, it was just it was such chaos. And we we get there to the the Naples, train, train the train station. station. And what's funny is we had joked how throughout the trip how you're not especially a fan of this where people clap when the plane lands or they clap when the sun sets. Everybody in the car clapped when we got to the train station. And I didn't clap, but I thought, you know what? He deserves it. We got there in one piece. Uh, he did rip us off because he said he didn't have change. And I, I saw it on the dashboard <laughs> from other people who gave him money. At but I said, point, you know what? I did not care. I, I'm in Italy. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm in Italy for like 24 more hours. I got to get rid of the euros anyways. Just take it, man. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even want it. Uh, hopped on the train at Naples. From there, it was easy. Easy. You take the train from yeah. Naples to Rome Termini, yeah. and then from there, the regional train to the airport. Airport, and we got in. And we right to the airport, and we <laughs> after some struggle, we did find our hotel, but... Oh, yeah, that was another they, problem. They don't... I mean, the signage there is really bad, even if you can translate. And I Because think, we had to ask a random bus driver, how do you get to the airport uh, hotel? The hotel. And he was like, oh, you have to go up and around. And we finally figured out the tunnel system. Yeah. But it was not without being very confused. I think the big part of also telling this part of the story, other than it just being hilarious and actually anxiety producing to think about again. Yep. Is that you do need to think about going to the Amalfi Coast as far as how much travel is involved to get there. Yeah. Of and course. that does impact the atmosphere and ambiance. Well, for me. I, I remember, I think the couple who we were talking to the last night, they said that they hired a driver. Yes. To basically go between these places would probably cost you an arm and a leg. But I see why people would do that if they can afford it. I think if we were to take our parents back or go back there that I would oh, hire you would a driver. To. You would have to. I would just stay in Sorrento, man. Yeah. Sorrento was great. I mean, I think that would be fine, honestly. We, I mean, we did give Sorrento and never mind. Go back and listen. Yeah. You'll have to go back and listen to find out. Let's get into grades. Yeah. That's uh, that's Almafi. So what do you think for atmosphere and ambiance? So this is a tricky one because... I it, feel like that's what I say every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Positives. It's like the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Cliffside, yeah, yeah. towns, colorful buildings. But you're grading our Mediterranean. It's our experience. But it also was one, probably the most stressful travel. Yeah, there I would and say, back. I would say so. For Two, sure. we had mold problems. Yeah. Three, it was the only place where I actually had a shellfish allergy. I took more Benadryl in the week on the Amalfi Coast <laughs> than right. I have in. Well, because there's just seafood everywhere. There's seafood it's in everywhere, the air. Yeah. which I am allergic to. Unfortunately, it is more expensive than other places, but it's beautiful. But if I factor in all of that. I'm going to give atmosphere and ambiance for the Amalfi Coast a B. Yeah, I'm going to go B plus because, I mean, again, if we're looking at just Preano and everything there, it's probably lower for those reasons. But I'm such a sucker for a great beach. And that was an A-grade beach. It was an A-grade beach. So, Swimming there was the best. So I'm going to round that out to like a B plus for my experience. And again, keep that in mind. I think what's really cool about the Amalfi Coast is that there are a lot of different types of A-grade experiences to be had. And this is true in Italy in general. But there are these sort of pitfalls that you do have to sort of be, be aware of. Yeah, consider too. So I think that's fair. Uh, service. 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 Uh, does anything stand out? I mean, if I think about the beach and the waiters at the beach, they were definitely working hard hustling in the and heat. And it's so hot. They're walking back and forth. They were great. Yeah, I mean, in general, I sort of appreciate, I always was against tips, the tip system in America, but I kind of appreciate it more now because in Italy, yeah, it's kind of true, the stereotype where it's like, all right, 
if you want something, come find us because we're just working on salary. Like I did get that sense sometimes in some places, not necessarily here. Like I said, the guys at the beach were working probably as hard as anybody that we saw on the trip. So that was really good. And in general, I thought there were definitely some positive experiences that one restaurant in Priano with the guy who was doing the super cocktail. Uh, yeah, I forget his name. He, he, was, he followed us on Instagram, I think. Oh, though. he was making mojitos. Mojitos. Yeah, he yeah, was making mojitos. Um, and the, the, girl those, at, the girl at the place that we had lunch the two days in a row. Oh, yeah. She was she nice. Was she really was talking nice to us. Priano. I feel yeah. like the service in Priano was pretty good. Remember the owner of the Cliffside place brought us out free uh, sort of appetizers, appetizers. the bruschetta. I, I almost yeah. felt like the service in Priano was really good. Um, I, I feel like it was it was some of the best some that of the we best. had maybe on the trip. Positano, it was just kind of uh, fine. It was fine. Yeah. So um, again, I felt as if people were actually pretty nice there, especially with the tourist element at work. Because a lot of times you go to touristy places and people hate it because that's their home and it's invaded by tourists this time of year. Um, I sound like a like George Bush. We've been invaded by tourists. <laughs> um, I got to be careful how I pronunciate. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I get that aspect of it. So I, I thought in general, there were some really great experiences like that. And even the the bus driver, uh, the one to Positano, when I sort of explained the situation, he was really nice. He basically said, I will let you know when oh, we're yeah, at the stop. Because really I knew what stop at that point. We did enough research to know what stop we were supposed to get off at. But I don't know where the hell that is. There's no signs. No. And he was nice enough to say, he's like, I'll let you know when we get there. He doesn't have to do that. He's a bus driver on the Amalfi Coast. He could just do whatever. So that that was all really nice. And I remember in Positano, too, when we got off the bus, we were trying to figure out how to get down to the hotel. And we kind of knew. But this guy overheard us. And he said, oh, Hotel Pupetto. And I said, see. Sí. And he said, oh, you want to go down you know, to the right and make sure you go down those steps. And I was kind of like, thanks. That's really nice of you. And I start going and I'm checking my pockets because everywhere in Italy you hear, they say it's a public service announcement. Check your wallet. Make That's sure. probably because there's no crime in Italy other than pickpockets. So it makes pickpocket feel like a really big thing. I don't know if that statement's true, <laughs> but they do say it as yeah. PSA announcements that you got to watch out for pickpockets. And I sort of, that was the moment because we were really careful making sure to keep our hands on our wallets while we were there and I thought, oh my God, he was distracting us and somebody pickpocketed us or something. And I had all my stuff and then I realized, oh, I think he's just a really nice guy. It, it, th- those people obviously exist and he overheard us and I probably would do the same thing if I overheard some Italian people in New York or whatever being confused about how to get somewhere that I really know. So it makes sense. So I'm going to go for service. Uh, I'm going to go um, I'm going to go just with my instinct, which is B. I won't be as well. Why? You stole it down. my grade. Yep. <laughs> All right. So what do you think for food? Great one. I think that food was more expensive in Positano than the rest of Italy. So that impacts my grade a tiny bit. Priano, I think we had some of my favorite meals. I had some really good pasta, but I did have a shellfish allergy at one place. That was in Positano. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just thinking Amafi in general, mm-hmm. the whole oh, okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think overall, we had some really good meals, really good desserts. I'm going to go for food A minus. I think the food in Italy in general deserves no less than an A. Yeah, I think it's all pretty much A grade. Even the places where we went where they say on the menu, oh, these items are frozen or not fresh. You don't get that in other places. They won't tell you that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go for food in Amalfi Coast. 
Uh, yeah, A minus sounds good. I mean, it it's really great stuff. Really great. I mean, if I think about things that I had there, like the pizza, it's really, really good. I probably had some better pizza experiences in maybe some other spots like Rome. Um, but it's still outstanding. So I think A minus is fair for those reasons. Yeah, I think we had a lot of really, really good meals, really good coffees. Um, oh, well, speaking of speaking of coffee, drinks, drinks, you start off. So drinks, I is that where we got the iced coffee in Priano? Didn't you get iced coffee one day? Not cold brew, iced coffee. Remember, it was really sweet. You hated it. It was kind of like a coffee slushy. Yes. Was that in Priano? Yes, but we also had yeah. in Priano, it was Del Sol Cafe. Del Sol Cafe. That was yeah. where they put the smiley faces in the cappuccinos. Yeah, that was really that good. That was really good. The yeah. slushy I didn't like, but the cappuccino yeah. was really good. I think I got an Americano there too at one point, but mostly I had espressos. I remember the wine being really good, especially um, you can get good limoncello as well. A lot of Peroni's. Peroni's great. Um, I think I know my... My I had some rate. good martinis again. I know my drink grade as well. Uh, I'm going to go B+. Plus. Me too. What? Stop I stealing know. my grades. <laughs> All right. What do we got for finals, Allie's? What do we got here? Okay. So our final report card for atmosphere and ambiance on the Almafi Coast, Joe gave a B+. Plus, I gave a B. For service, we both gave a B. For food, we both gave A-. minuses. For drinks, we both gave B+. Plus. I know my grade. I know my grade as well. Really? Yeah. Three, two, one. Yes. And don't say a fake grade. What? I can't say three, two, one. P for Positano. A for Almafi. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, M for mold. <laughs> that you can say. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Yes. Three, three two, two, one. B, B plus. plus. What yes. the hell, man? I This seemed very clear to me that this was a B plus experience. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that, so of all of our grades, you have to go back and listen to the other episodes, but I think B plus was the lowest overall final grade for the four episodes. Yes. However, I think the beach experience was maybe my favorite experience because I I mean, even last summer when we road tripped to the West Coast of America and we were we camped in basically Washington State on the Olympic Peninsula, I still swam in the water. It was freezing, but I still went in. So to be somewhere where it's basically You could just live in the water. <laughs> you can just float, you can dive, you can swim. I was in it there were all fish. day. I was yeah. I I can't give that lower that 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 so saves the experience for me and brings it up. If we didn't stay on the beach, if we just stayed in Priano or went to Positano and we didn't go to the beach, I think it's a much lower grade. It's maybe B B minus. Because but, of the inconvenience to get there, yeah. the heat I couldn't even hike. It was so hot. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things to think about when you are planning a trip to the Almafi Coast, but I think we both would recommend, our final recommendation would be to stay on the beach in Positano. Oh, like how at the end of these episodes we say one thing that you should do? Yeah, what's your Definitely one thing do? you should do? Oh, it'd be stay on the beach the yes. whole time. Yeah. Me too. Get Peronis, yeah. stay on the beach. Yeah. Do not play poker Go, with, go to Hotel Pupetto. Yeah, Hotel Pupetto. Right the, it's, the, it's the one right on the beach that isn't as... It's not as it's not big it's beach. It's quiet down there. Yeah. It's not big beach. It's not big beach. Yeah, it was a really great experience. You get all the benefits of being in Positano without the crazy tourism and stress of get being to hang in out Positano. with some New York Yankees. Oh. <laughs> My recommendation would be if you see a celebrity, <laughs> don't do not embarrass yourself. <laughs> don't scream. Take a deep breath yeah. and say, Hey, is that Brett Gardner? <laughs> yeah. That's the rule now. When you see a celebrity in the wild for now on Jackie, you have to take a breath. And then talk. Okay. We were in the <laughs> middle of a conversation. Um, I think that should be our uh, 
new podcast, Celebrity Encounters in the Wild. Well, we have to find more celebrities. <laughs> we only saw one in the whole Italy And they're going to be avoiding us now. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. well, anyways, that's it. B plus for the Amalfi Coast experience yep. from a great podcast. You heard it here. You heard it here. And that wraps up L'Italia. It wraps up our four-part series for Italy. But don't worry. We have lots of fun stuff come yeah so we have our next episode is going to be at a secret location that we have not yet revealed and i guess the contest is still happening because basically well very long story short think about if you want to enter to win a free a-grade podcast mug we have merch now you can find that if you uh go to any of our websites i guess just search a-grade podcast you'll find it but we're giving away a coffee mug and the way to win the coffee mug is to guess where we will be reviewing next week. And the first person who guesses right will win a free coffee mug. We'll ship it to you. All you need to do to guess is to either email us at agradepodcast at gmail.com or you can direct message us on Instagram. Just search agradepodcast and just write in the subject line contest or whatever and just whatever guess. So if you think we're going to McDonald's, say McDonald's. If you think we're going to Dunkin' Donuts, just write Dunkin' Donuts. You get one guess. Patreon members, you can write two guesses. Just go to patreon.com slash agradepodcast to sign up to become a Patreon subscriber member. And if you guess right, the first person who guesses right wins the mug. And the hint I will give is think about where we've been in this four-part series. What makes sense for us to review coming back to America for our first episode back here in the States reviewing different types of places? So I'm not going to say what type of place it is, but think about what might be a good comparison and contrast. And the last thing I'm going to say is that we are also officially one year into the podcast. <gasps> That's so right. The anniversary. Congratulations. You know what? I'm going to edit in fireworks. Cool. Yes. I'm, I'm going to actually do it. They're happening right now. And I'm dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one year and uh, we'll see how Many it goes. Many more to come, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. And then we'll be back in the coming weeks with we have some local coffee roasters and craft breweries we want to check yeah, out. Yeah. We're really excited to be back in the states to check out craft beer and coffee roasters again which is really what the podcast is all about it's good to be back it's nice to be home i loved latalia but it's good to be back and hitting coffee roasters and craft breweries last thing what was your favorite of the four parts of italy what was your favorite uh getting off the bus for the last time and, and <laughs> knowing true. that there were no more bus rides uh that or laying in the mediterranean yeah. waters yeah. Maybe being in the Coliseum. There's so much. There was such a great What about time. you? Um, well, I said to my sister yesterday, my favorite city was Rome. The best city was Sorrento. Mm. That was my opinion. But moments-wise, um, Coliseum, um, floating in the Mediterranean, same You're just with you. stealing mine. Yeah, those were such great It's moments. almost like they're, they're amazing. Having, having dinner in Priano overlooking yeah. the water. I mean, so many good yeah. ones. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess uh, that's everything. So yeah, thank you again, everyone, for listening and joining us. And uh, more new stuff to come. So next week, as always, 7 a.m. episodes drop on, on Monday mornings. And we hope you'll join us again then. So until next time, stay safe out there. Be well, drink well, and see you then. Ciao. Ciao. That was a good time. That was good. Thank you.